Hi, this is John Cena Sr., and you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kids with the wrist slit. Listen to the sound of piss, the piss listener. I'm quick to stick fists enough. I spill bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Still ripping your knickers, the real blister. We're giving your meal tickets to visit the still dick in ya. And I'm a dickhead certified. Dirty dice turning life into pimp sex world at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese wrap. I'm making a bean clap, naked to please that. Terminate a penetrator till your knees snap. Feed that a meat stack of beef, kill the bean back. Is that too much? Return of the twat, 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 return of the twat. Welcome to a thing called Twat Magic. Twat Magic. There we go. You, I'm just kidding. I was just messing with you. You worry people when you don't say anything because then they think that it's going to be a Troy only episode and nobody likes those. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Run and they grab the tequila. <laughs> That's right. They just skip past this one. Welcome, <laughs> everybody, to another episode of Twad Magic. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me as always, Lisa's here. Hello. What has been going on in the world of Lisa lately? Well, um,. I've avoided COVID so far. Fingers crossed. Nice. <laughs> Fingers crossed over here, buddy. Fingers crossed. That's right. What about you? Uh, yeah, I had more dental work done today. Last for a while, though. So. Yes, I'm loving right. the new crown. Yes, it's very yes. My 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 it's tooth is, my tooth is a king now. It has a crown on it. That's right. Uh, it sucked. So. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm glad it's in my rear view. I only have a few more uh, things to do, but I think I'm going to be done for the foreseeable future, uh, possibly even until next year. I do have a little bit left on my insurance, but you know, I don't want to have to pay with it. Um, and uh, the stop putting all those dicks in your mouth, and you won't be messing up your teeth. Hey, man. Like you know. Uh, there's that one fucking uh, James Bond oh. villain who was who was Jaws or whatever with the metal mouth. Uh, in in the uh, I I was doing a porn parody where it was a guy whose name was Dong and he just had a metal dick and it just didn't oh. work very well. So is his nickname Twizzler? Yes. Uh, the other big news today, as it is January twentieth. Yes, big day today. That's right, sir. We have a brand new president of the United States. As today was inauguration day, mm-hmm. Joseph R. Biden became the 46th president. Uh, technically, there's only been 45 presidents because it Grover Cleveland was the one who had two twice, yep. twice but not consecutive. Um, and uh, Kamala Harris became the first female vice president. Which means we actually have the first male second gentleman, is what they refer to her husband as. Yeah. Yeah, so for the next four years, uh, we have Biden Harris as our president and vice president. uh, And we also, for the next two years, we have a 50-50 split in the Senate, uh, barring anybody dying or resigning. Ted Cruz, kill yourself. Um, So... (laughs) So yeah, it's it's a big day in America. 
Um, I know that there are some of our fans who are un- unhappy today. There are some of our fans who are happy. Uh, four years ago, it was the exact opposite for a lot of people. Bottom line is, this is uh, you're never going to have a universally liked president. Mm-mm. That is that is the whole point of democracy is that it is who it is supposed to be, who the majority majority vote for. And this time, not only did the majority vote for Biden, but also the Electoral College that they put in place to make sure that slaves can count for, for bigger numbers, uh, also voted him in, which does, hasn't happened in quite a while. For <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's a image today. Of course, uh, Trump becomes the first president in twenty three years. I think it was that was a one term president. Uh, so good for him. I wonder. Uh, yeah, I think the last He's one so died. Good at his job. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it might have been twenty-three, right? I don't remember what exactly it was, but yeah. I mean, um, it was almost like a sigh of relief. You know, yeah. I didn't get to watch the inauguration because I was working. Um, but I know that you know the doctors were listening to it throughout the you know, throughout the morning when it was happening. And I called Jason at lunch and he's like, well, you know, we have a new president and Donald Trump's on our president. And it was just like a, you know, kind of like a, a nice, nice big sigh of relief mm-hmm. and a weight had been lifted because we didn't have to deal with that lunatic anymore. You know? Yeah. Oh, so the, the last person I was a one-term president was George H.W. Bush. That's what it was. It was not good. <laughs> let's let's just mean, put it that way. I guess if you have to choose between him and Donald Trump, you know. Yeah, look, uh, largely the, of the two evils. Yeah, largely this is going to be. Um, he's most likely going to go down as one of the worst presidents ever. Um, you know, not not just for some of his actions, but also. Um, for the amount of money that he added to um, the national debt, for the 15 million jobs that are were gone in the four years that that from when he took over to now, um, and of course like uh, um, the mishandling of COVID and everything like that. There's, there's just so many brown streaks on this guy's underwear. Uh, Do you think and- they're gonna put an asterisk on his name like they did like Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire next to their home runs or? Uh, no, you know, he, he did legitimately win that first election. Um, there was a lot of things that had to go, well, I would say wrong, but other people would say right for that to happen, but that it did happen. So he was, he was legitimately voted in. He just wasn't any good at the job, which happens sometimes. Um, some people don't understand the magnitude of it and he, you know, but he also leaves with a lot of different places lining up to. Uh, try to arrest him or put litigation against him. So there's a lot of that. Um, He, uh, yeah, there's his businesses are kind of in shambles right now. A lot of, and and a lot of the people that are, that have supported him as well um, are also kind of feeling it. You know, the, the, my pillow guy who wanted to have him institute martial law and got his products pulled from Coles and Bed Bath and beyond. So, you know, and, and there was a lot of the people, a lot of the aides in the White House and, and his like speaker of the house and things that are not speaker of the house, but, but White House speaker and stuff like that, they 
are only going to get jobs on Fox News because Fox News is in shambles too, you know, mm-hmm. and and they've lost a lot of credibility and they, you know, it was funny to watch the rats starting to jump ship uh, towards the end there. So, yeah, um, and he also had a failed coup attempt. So, which was funny how nothing nothing happened today. No, it sort of seems like when uh, when. When they actually do things like, oh, I don't know, deploy the National Guard to stand watch, that all of a sudden all of those guys are just super fucking afraid to go in there and start their little war. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but less said to said about that, the better at this point, because it's it's time to move forward. It's time to uh, enter into a new era and try to heal as a nation. So, yes. It's, Absolutely. It, I will say it is kind of nice to not be the laughing stock of the world anymore. So so far, so good. Oops, uh, I mean, it's been, it's only been one day, but we'll see. The, a lot of lot a lot of things happened today. Um, obviously, uh-huh. people know that we are uh, we are a podcast of allies, um, and mm-hmm. we we all support LGBTQ uh, rights. And um, one of the first things that happened was Biden reversed Trump's. Uh, removal of the protections for LGBTQ people in the military and in healthcare. So, uh, again, just showing that, hey, we actually just care about people. Uh, and, of course, um, uh, he wound up appointing the first um, uh, transgender person into the mm-hmm. Senate, uh, which was great, too. So, a lot of, lot of big things happening. Um, and, yeah. But uh, we've got to talk about some not so great things. Nope. Yeah. As we're gonna start off with Total Bellas season six, episode seven, Bella Babies. Uh, this episode dropped to three hundred and eighty thousand, which is down from the four hundred and thirty thousand from last episode. Oh. It's, it's too still bad, huh? It's still wound up being the third highest rated show this season, uh, but still continues to outperform anything they've done in the past five seasons. So uh, we return to see Nikki leaking all over the place. Um, okay. Can we talk about this? I think we're going to talk about it quite a bit, but sure, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead with what you were saying, because we're going to discuss this. Well, I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, I don't, Nikki I don't know was if leaking all over the place. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they tell her, go to the hospital. Uh-huh. And she says, let's go home first and get our shit. But then we'll go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, um, when uh, when your water breaks, it's not like the movies where if your water breaks, you're instantly like in labor and going. Sometimes it does take a while. Um, but Nikki proceeds to leak all over the car as they drive home. And then, of course, instead of heading to the hospital, they FaceTime with Mama Kant. <laughs> Yep. And then after that, they're just sitting around in the nursery while Nikki is still leaking, presumably, right? And Bree's complaining about Nikki having the kid first, of course, as you do. Of course. We get we get Bree and her little fucking talking shitheads thing going, you know, Mama Cunt really needs something good to happen to help her. She does. Because apparently Nikki giving birth doesn't fit that bill. <laughs> it's like, how fucking selfish are you? You've got... That's <laughs> like, that's She's your reaction. Selfish. That's her reaction to things. It's like, oh, Nikki is, is going to labor. 
Amakot really needs something good to happen, so I really need to push this baby. It's like, bitch, like, <laughs> yeah. So while they continue to stand around, Brian arrives, and Bree tells him they need to fuck, but he can't come in her, or it will get stuck in Buddy's hair. So I guess she wants him to finger her or something? I don't know. That's gross. Then Brian says he'll just wang his dick off of Buddy's head. Now then finally Artem arrives. At this point, like, I'm like, has it been like three hours since her water broke? Because they're just standing around doing nothing. Artem arrives. Yeah, they were just kind of hanging out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Artem arrives. Whatever. Whatever. just leaking everywhere. Yeah. 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 So Artem arrives and asks if they should go get some food. Like, take her to the hospital. Well, no, I think she wanted to eat because she knew that they weren't mm. going to feed her while she was there. So it was her idea because he was like, I don't even, he didn't want to eat at all. But again, what have you been doing this entire time? Like, you knew you were heading home. Stop and get something. Well, she had to go find that that going home outfit that yeah, of course. from her. Yeah. That was on the crib. <sighs> yeah, exactly. So the twi- before you go any further, yeah, okay, yeah. we need to talk about this water breaking incident. Yep. Okay. Because they uh, did show it again yep. in the beginning. And I hope you were paying good attention to, to the, the whole process because her, Brie was recording her as she's lying on the table and the doctor has her arm inside Nikki's vagina. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And as she's checking her, yep. I'm using air quotes. If you notice while her feet are in the stirrups, she has the little tray pulled out that has the little drop through thing mm-hmm. that stuff can go into. Right. So it leads me to believe that this was a planned action. Yes. That she broke her water on purpose and that little catch basin was there. Right. For the water to be dropped into because as this is happening, Bree's recording and then all of a sudden, oopsie, black fumble screen. And then all of a sudden, Bree, why weren't you recording? And then she's recording perfect again. Yeah. Yeah, they did you don't. Catch this? Yeah, I did because I, I've I've been there for these kinds of checkups. They do not, yeah, they do not pull out the little bins or anything like that uh-huh. when they're just checking to see if you're dilated. They yeah, just, just they just check. But, it's just. But like, you saw her feet yeah. in the stirrups, and they pulled out that little bin with the little yep. tray in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we talked about this last week, obviously, about the fact that it seemed very much like like this was fabricated for TV. Like the whole like, oh my god, it, it just happened while she was checking her thing. Yeah, that was totally premeditated and that was definitely planned. Yeah. It absolutely it, positively was. Right. Yeah. So of course, like you would think that they would actually have their shit ready then because they planned it that way, but no. no. And like and this this happens for a lot of people. If they it, there is a possibility that this was her induction day. Because one, there's no way that they could have gotten pregnant around the same time if it, if like all of a sudden, like randomly, if it mm, wasn't planned. Right. Like, now, what are the odds? This, this, this and to then me. They go, then they have their kids like mm. 22 hours apart. 
Like, what are the fucking chances? Yeah. Yeah, if you have... Uh, if it's an, not planned. Yeah. Now, generally, if you have an induction day, they will just have you sit there, and they will go in there, and they will break your water for you. Well, yeah, Breeze was a planned then, section, so she yeah. was going to go. And Nikki knew that she was going to go and yeah, I'm, when if she went over. Yeah, I'm saying that Nikki's was a planned, totally. uh, planned thing. So, And that's what I'm saying. It's like normally it all happens in the same room, that they do, the delivery room, that they'll just have you sit there the entire time. But I, it's conceivable that they broke her water in her OBGYN's office, and then she... Then the plan was to go because again she wasn't planning to have the kid in Phoenix there at first, right? You know, so yeah, it, it seemed rather suspicious. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that way they had to be like, oh well, it broke in Phoenix, so she had to go to the hospital mm-hmm. in Phoenix and not in. So they, yeah, oh yeah, that was totally planned. So it would also be covered by her insurance, right? Yeah. That's definitely what it felt like. The twats. It, it totally insurance fraud as well. We just <laughs> uncovered everything. There you go. Yep. yep. We're we're hella good detectives, y'all. Yeah, we are. Yep. <laughs> Detective twats. So, um, the twats say they're having twins. They're not. They're, they're um, totally not having twins. Here's, I will, I will reiterate again. They are not twins. They, because they do not have the same father, for one. Two, they also do not have the same mother. Three, because they are not sharing a womb. Four, they are not even paternal twins, again, because they are not sharing a womb. They are also not identical twins. Right. And they will be two different. They will be two yeah. completely different people. They're cousins. They are That's cousins, it. and we'll get to later on some more of this kind of verbal fuckery that is going to fuck these kids up for their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Artem takes a bunch of pictures, and three days later they head to the hospital. Oh wait, no. First they head to Panda Express, then they head to the hospital. <laughs> yes. Yes, there was a quite the photo shoot going on. Again, I was like, I'm like, how fucking long did they wait between her getting her her water broken and going to the hospital? Because it seemed like an entire day. It probably was. Which also sort of made me feel like, did they really break her water there? Or did they just pretend that whole thing and then later on and it was like, oh, then she's just going to go in and get induced at the hospital. <laughs> Which is also a possibility that they just completely fabricated that entire fucking scene. You think they did it and they fooled us that they broke it? It's possible. Now you think they're, you think they're lying? I mean, they, I know they're lying. To I just don't. It, oh, to lie to the insurance company? See, I don't know about I don't know about all of that. <laughs> I I just think that this was just because. Be like, the, look, it was on video. Yeah. They just wanted that stinger. They just wanted that, like, at, like before episode, before commercial break stinger of like, oh, or, or sorry, end of episode, beginning of next episode. They just wanted that cliffhanger. That's all it was. Nikki starts getting contractions as they drive to the hospital. As they arrive, she says this is the last time they will exit the car with just the two of them. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Look, this wasn't even the last time this week that they didn't have their kid with them. <laughs> all right? Don't uh-huh. even try to... First of all, that's a stupid thing to say, because there are plenty of times that me and... That, that yeah. I drive by myself to work, or that me and my wife will drive somewhere yeah. because the kids are somewhere Please. else. Sort of like You're going to pass your kid off to a nanny, and you're going to be by yourself. Don't yes. even play. A lot. And I'm sure you've already done it. Yes. Uh, Nikki is lying around having contractions while checking Instagram. I mean, yep. is there any other way? Yeah. She complained on Facebook during labor. You know, like for, <laughs> for the first, for, for our first kid, um, because it was fucking like pants shitting anxiety the entire time or whatever like that. Like, there was a TV on in the background, but, like, neither of us were fucking paying attention. Now, for our second kid, we definitely were watching TV and playing on our phones. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I'm fine. I was, I was just pointing it out. I'm not making fun of her for it, because, yeah. Um, but then she complains about what every woman has to go through. You know, contractions. Like, right. labor doesn't take three minutes, all right? It takes a long time sometimes. Sometimes it can take a couple hours. Other times it can take a day. Like Yeah, I think she thought she was going to go in and like push him out and be done. Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of upset it didn't last longer than it did. I mean, it lasted a good amount. She I... pushed for two hours. That was it. Like, I wish it lasted longer. Yeah, I Like, I wish she was in labor a, like a lot longer well, you know I, what I mean, like, I wish she took longer to dilate. Yeah. Well, and then well, she pushed longer. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like she didn't have enough karma. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, like it was too easy on her. Yeah. I, I mean, I would have wanted to see her have a C-section just to fucking serve a teach her lesson. But, you know, it was, it was, she was so close. So close. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Artem tries to calm her down by reading her favorite book, The Cat in the Hat. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was one, two, three fish, blue fish. There you go. Fish. One fish, two fish, yeah. red fish, two blue fish. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, that confuses her because she doesn't know her colors yet. <laughs> Birdie slams the door in Brian's face. <laughs> she, oh, she's such a cunt. She did laughs you maniacally. Did you slam the door? You I, know you did. So I, I am now going to I'm going to lean into the fact that she is a future serial killer. Right? I feel I, told I, you. I feel like we're going to have to lean into that joke now. Right? And totally. I, yeah. I said so, that to Jason. I'm like, "See? I'm like, you see it. She's a cunt, right?" <laughs> and he just laughed at me. Yes, he he he, he, <laughs> he he greatly enjoyed the fact that you it's easy to call a toddler a cunt. <laughs> Listen, I called my niece a bitch when she was a newborn because she wouldn't stop crying. It's not like I've never called my kids anything. <laughs> you know? Most of us not to their faces. Uh, so after laughing maniacally, Mama Cunt calls to, and, uh, <laughs> to rub it in that Bree is probably not going to give birth vaginally. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. At this point, it's been 18 hours of labor for Nikki, and then they're like, they're like questioning, like, is everything okay? They're like, she's not checking. It's like she's in labor. Like, <laughs> like Bree, how long were you in labor with Birdie before you actually had her? Mm-hmm. 
Bert, she's gone through this, right? Yep. Birdie then shows her parents how she will kill her brother. So we cut to 19 hours in as Nikki is trying to shit out her baby. Artem says that they have been waiting to see the kid. Does it have blue eyes? Does it have a head? You know. <laughs> nice. That's what he said. <laughs> I know. Does he have a head? Does he have a head? Oh. You know, I that's you know I that? never I never thought about that. <laughs> what if he doesn't? What if he did? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean. So Nikki's been pushing for two hours, and they put her on oxygen. What uh, a pussy. <laughs> oh my god, oxygen. Seriously. So yeah. dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must be because she was wearing a mask and it was taking all the oxygen away from her. She couldn't breathe. So they put another mask on her. <laughs> they put another <laughs> mask on her. Yeah. Uh, they gave her oxygen. Yes, Mateo's heart rate yeah. starts to climb. Uh, and Nikki says, and I quote, at my age to put my body through that stress. First of all, she's 37. <laughs> That's what so, I said. I'm like, are you kidding me? I said that to Jason. I'm like, second, at her age, is she fucking kidding me? Second. Yeah. You should you, you should hear me during the show. It's ridiculous. I think I think we need to start having that be a series. You need to just have a watch along now. <laughs> yeah. Like it's live just, TV, like it's, Facebook yeah. live it. Yeah, yeah, just we'll just we'll just Twitch stream it. You watch you watching and Jason sitting on his phone and constantly looking up and just rolling his eyes and going back down to his phone. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, it's like you're here, Troy. I know, right? It's crazy. Here's the thing: if you're worried about having a kid at 37, maybe don't let a guy jizz in you. Yeah. Like she, she's like. Flips the fuck out about like if I have a C-section, like I'm in, like, uh, how's my body gonna recover? Like everybody else's does, bitch. Like, yeah. it happens a million times a year. Like yeah, a million C-sections it. performed a year. You probably should have thought about that. Yeah. Uh, Nikki then shits and launches Mateo out of her cut. Eventually. Here's the thing. They they take the kid out. Nikki instantly pulls her tits out. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why did you just yank your tits out of your top? It's like... that breastfeed. That thing... Yeah, but, but that's not what she was doing. Like, she just, like, takes them out. And I'm like, you could wait until they actually put the kid on you. Like, And even, like, the skin to skin, the top opens up on those things. And she, like, yeah. pulled it up. And I'm like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs> It's yeah, so fucking weird. I have no idea. Yeah. But they lay the trainer's kid on top of her. Uh, yeah. And they, they let Artem cut the cord. And Artem records his kid. And then we get a slideshow of pictures of the bastard. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Here is a um, thing that nobody will admit. Newborn babies, are fresh, ugly. fresh out the cunt. Thank you. Fresh out the cunt are ugly. All right. My son was beautiful. I just have to say, he really was. <laughs> he was. I can send you a photo. He he was beautiful. I don't need to. My my son was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Once they clean them all up, then they start being cuter. Like 
the the first night there's a there's a video that we have of the first night with Lucy and she's got her eyes open she's looking around like she's fucking adorable right but <laughs> that first time when they're covered in fucking everything and screaming their heads up they're not cute and like this kid is not photogenic at all right off the bat when they show pictures of him I'm like oh he's not as bad as Buddy but we'll get there. Listen, Nikki. My my son, fresh out the vag, was beautiful. Perfect. Mm-hmm. He's still perfect. Right on. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki FaceTimes with Bree and Brian to show off the kid. And they talk about the fact that uh, Buddy is still inside of, of Bree. So Bertie says she'll pull the baby out. And she means it. Like, she's going to, to fucking bare, right. hand, bare right. hands and belly. teeth. Yep, bare yeah. hands and teeth. Just going to dig in there. Yeah. Tear the fuck it. She's going to cut the cord with her teeth and just yank that You thing had out. the same thought that I did, that she yep. was just going to tear it right out of her mother. Yep. Little psychopath. Birdie says Grandmama has been doing Hail Marys on her rosary, so I guess God hates her because she's getting that baby cut the fuck out of her. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Bree complains about getting titty pics from Nikki, which we'll get to. Remember that statement. Bree complains about getting titty pigs from Nikki. Eh? Yes, we'll talk about that. Yep. Bree says there has to be a reason why her body won't doesn't want to give birth. That's called genetics. Shit happens sometimes. It's nothing personal. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you are you've already had a kid once and yeah, you had a lot of trouble. You're probably gonna have a lot of trouble a second time. Your body's not going to magically be like, Oh, that wasn't right. I need to fix things before the next one. Like, no. Some people's bodies are just built differently. And I understand you're like, oh, she's a twin. She well, she had a fucking... She didn't have an easy fucking pregnancy either. Like, hers was not great either. And it's like, the, the, it's like yes, you're just not built well for it. Like, that happens sometimes, you know? That's why a lot of kids fucking died before they had modern medicine. Because a lot of people were just not built to put out kids. And, like, the fucking time, it was like, everybody needs to shit out a kid. Yep. <laughs> That's why so many of them died. And they realize, like, hey, we can fucking slice somebody's stomach open and take the baby out. And, of course, your first thought is, like, that's fucking gruesome. And then you're like, okay, well, no, that actually is working. <laughs> you ever stop to think about that? Like, the when, they, when, when the C-section was invented? How fucking crazy that is of a statement? To be like, we're going to cut your stomach open. And then, take your kid out. And take your kid out of yeah. you. Like, like, that sounds insane. You feel like so, like that, like yeah. like okay. Uh, I'm just going to go talk to this police officer over here. I'll just be right back. You stay right there. <laughs> like yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it sounds nuts. And now it's just like, oh yeah, we just plan these things now. <laughs> you know, this yeah. is just routine. I do this shit in my sleep. Uh, so the person who already has has a kid doesn't know if they need to bring a car seat into the hospital or not. This is your second one. Well, let's talk about Nikki calling. Uh, Brie, okay, to show off um, the spawn, she called um, Mama Cunt, whose face was jacked up. Yes, um, they called Artem's mom all the way in Russia. Yeah, uh, they did not call my bestie JJ, and they did not call. Um, Papa Taco down in Mexico. No, no, they did not. 
Or at least they didn't show us, but yeah. No, they didn't. Nope. So, yeah. But they showed, you know, Mama Babushka over in Russia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Bree tells the nurse she's having a twin with her sister, and the nurse just looks at her like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah. (laughs) Yes, my twin sister's here. She had a baby. She had a boy. I'm having... I don't know what I'm having, but she's having a baby. We're pregnant at the same time. We know. Everybody knows. Well, you could, you could tell the nurse is just like, that doesn't make that. that those kid, kids twins. But and she's you like, know she's probably already heard it. Yeah. Because it was everywhere. Yeah, and I'm and, sure her sister's already told her. Yeah. So, Bree says that if they have a boy, they're going to name it Buddy Dessert Danielson. And if they have a girl, they're going to name it Branch Banana Branch. Split Danielson. Uh, I kind of liked Birdie's name a lot better. Tiny. <laughs> tiny. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag Tiny Dick Love. Uh, <laughs> they put Bree into surgery. Uh, Brian says that he's felt the entire pregnancy that is a girl, but last time he was meditating. He felt it was a boy. Mm-hmm. So then they got that bitch and ripped the kid out of her. Um, they drop the kid on the ground and then they brush him off. Uh, then they flash his dick into Brian's face. Hashtag baby dick love. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, and he God. yells, it's a boy. Yep. Yep. We cut to buddy sucking a titty. Well, Jason thinks he hears Daniel tell the doctor when they ask what the name is. He thought he heard him say his name was Buddy Benjamin Danielson. Oh, interesting. Or something along those lines. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we think, I don't know. We don't know what's happening. Like they, like they went back and changed it to dessert after the fact. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Cause that was a talking head when she, she listed off the names. Yeah. I, I think is what it was. Or it was an ADR or something. It didn't, we didn't we didn't see like them talking about the names before the kid came. So yes, because dessert was a much better choice. Yes. So they FaceTime with Nikki and they introduce Buddy, titty in mouth. Well, the person she, call, she called Artem. Mm-hmm. Bree's titty called Artem. Yes. Because Nikki was sleeping. Yes. Bree, the person who complained about seeing Nikki's tits with the kid, is like, yeah. here's mine. Here's mine, Artem. Where's yeah. Nikki? Seriously, I hope these babies fucking grow up hating each other. Or hating their mothers for making them act like twins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Tommy Lee Jones' two-face gets a call, and uh, John gets to see his daughter-in-law's titty. <laughs> he does. Yep. <laughs> He's just like, that's a nice titty, Bree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see the other one. Are they symmetrical? Nice. Uh, they introduce the babies to each other, which doesn't seem like a good idea in COVID land. To, like, just shove babies into each other's faces. But they're twins. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. If they're going to die, they're going to die together. <laughs> that's right. They're born together. They're going to die together. Yep. Uh, they Bree... ride, ride and die. That's right. Bree then says that Nikki has a big vagina. Well, <laughs> yes, but Bree's vagina was pretty much hanging out during the whole visit. Yeah. She's like laying on the bed with her compression, with her 
compression hose on and mm-hmm. her Johnny's pretty much up her vaginas hanging out and I'm sure Artem's he's been. there. And I'm he's sure he's there been in there. Daniel's there. The whole family. The family that lays together stays together, man. I guess, man. (sighs) Nikki leaves the hospital, and she tells Artem to chuck the kid in the closet because she needs to go work on something. Uh, Seriously, like, she she was like, like, do you want to put him in there while we go work on on putting this in together? It's like, you're already throwing your kid in another room so you could work on fucking something? weird uh, no like yeah no, and then she's you, like oh well we've gotta you know show him the house show him his room well, yeah are like you he, kidding like he fucking he's cares a, he's a baby he's a fucking newborn he doesn't yeah. care where he is right uh so she says oh look he's smiling and then they show the bastard and he's clearly not smiling <laughs> no he really has like a fucking half look at he look he look like he was impersonating mama cunt he's got like a half smile yes, on his face did. yeah <laughs> He's like, is this how people are supposed to look? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, let me imitate Nana. Yeah. Uh, they bring Birdie over to meet Mateo. Uh, to meet, you mean to meet her brother? Yes. So I was, I was getting there. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so first she says it's a wonderful baby. And then she gets excited because she starts thinking about all the ways she could end this child's life. Yes. Um, they ask her if she is going to be a great big sister for Mateo. Mm-hmm. Again, she's not her fucking, it's not her fucking brother. It's her cousin. No. Don't, don't confuse the kid. Cause again, like when, when Bree gets home and, and Birdie gets the whole buddy and she calls him tiny, which is great. Like she's gotta be confused. She's like, suddenly I have two brothers. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Uh, but the episode ends with Two Face and Johnny Ace visiting both girls, and Nikki says, "We got our own tag team, Bree." No, that's Twin Magic. High five. Yeah, that's where it should have ended for like the series finale. Yeah, like forever. Forever. Yeah. But no. Nope. 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 Because next time on Twat Twatters, they discuss Dancing with the Stars and how hard it is for Nikki to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Yay! Spoiler. Spoiler. She's terrible. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, God. Then we get to the podcast. Yes. Queen of the Stars with some dumb cunt named Susan Miller. Listen. Some people worship her. No, I didn't even bother looking up this chick. I normally don't. She's, she's a highly regarded astrologer. What do you think they just call anybody the queen to the stars? Oh my god, she looks fucking ridiculous. Um, is this the right person? <laughs> Hold on. No, sorry, that's the wrong one. All right, that's the playwright. No, I am looking for. Okay, well this chick doesn't look much better. She's super photoshopped in that picture, by the way. Um. <laughs> So here we go. Homepage is Susan Miller Astrology Zone. Okay. Um, oh, there's okay. Well, thank you for telling me you accept cookies. Uh, celebrating 24 years, serving readers since 1995. 
Wait, what? Wait, that's longer, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna say. Wait, what? It's not 1985. It's not what? It's 26 I years. Hate, it's 26 years. I hate to say it, but I graduated high school in '95. 26 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Not 24 years. Oh my gosh, yeah. So there's a picture of her like at a news desk and she looks fucking horrific. And then there's a picture of like her like a uh, like a glamour shot thing and it's like that is clearly photoshopped. You do not look like that. Oh my god. You can find your match on here. This is god awful. She's got a fucking Android app though, if you want to do that. Uh, about here we go. This is what I was looking for. About Susan Miller. Best selling book author. Well, now i got to look that up. Now, we've already gone into length on what a best-selling book author actually means. Right. But let me see here. Susan? Which, you know, uh, I was... We're going to talk about this, though, because of the podcast. And I'm wondering if you are going to bring it up. But if you don't, I will. Okay. Um, but we'll talk about it. Okay. So I have... Okay, so I've got... I don't know if that's the same. No, that's not the same person. See, there's a problem. She's got a fucking, like, really common name. Okay, it looks like she's got... Well, she, like, helps write some books, but... She's got one. Planets and Possibilities. Explore the world of the Zodiac behind just beyond just your sign. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat... This does not list her as a New York Times bestseller. Oh, it doesn't? Um, let's see, she's got a couple other ones, but um, everything else I've seen on these things tells you if they're like a New York Times bestseller author. None of these books say that on there. So oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's probably not real. Like because it just says that she is a best selling book author, which is just like a statement you can make. <laughs> um trying to say okay, here's her review. Okay, so all they have is three star reviews, nothing lower than that. So, yeah, nothing good on there. Anyways, um, a web publisher and a businesswoman. Susan Miller's achievements and contributions to the field of astrology have made her the authority in the field. From Wall Street broker brokers to models on fashion catwalks in Paris, Milan, and Tokyo, from readers in cafes in New York, Beijing, and Sao Paulo. To those discussing her works in New Delhi and Istanbul, people everywhere turn to Susan to advise, teach, lecture, and lead them towards success in both their personal life and business endeavors. Holy shit, this thing is long. <laughs> That's just the first fucking thing. My mission is to show, show men and women that astrology's structure is perfect for opening up creative thinking to tackle life's challenges and for seeing the many opportunities that would be easy to overlook in the everyday hustle and bustle of life. God damn, that's a run-on sentence. Astrology can be a fantastic tool for living a fulfilling life. Great. You can subscribe for $49.99 a year to her app, Susan Miller's Astrology Zone Daily Horoscope which will give you horoscopes that you can Google online. <laughs> wow. Yep. But for 50 bucks, you can pay her. 
Okay, so this so this apparently has not been updated in a long time because yeah, it says her fa- she founded her website Astrology Zone in December 1995, which is now celebrating its 24th anniversary. Update your website. <laughs> Anyways, uh, would you care to know your host horoscope for January? Oh, for for hers? No, for you. For me? Sure. I actually, because I had taken yours down as well. Okay. Uh, Go well, ahead. Well, I'm not on her website anymore uh, because oh. I don't want to pay for it. Uh, so you said you are a Virgo, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, your horoscope is Saturn is not happy with you. No one is, really. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Yeah. Uh, my horoscope is, of all your overly optimistic resolutions, drinking more water is probably the only one you're going to follow through on. Especially oh, that... especially right? if you stretch the definition of water to anything liquid. Yes, oh. That's my horoscope. What's in your cup, Troy? <laughs> Uh, well, today, just water, but earlier, uh, it was coffee. <laughs> so, go ahead. Oh. What, what is, what is, oh. is my horoscope uh, that you said you Actually, let now? me see if it's on here, because I, it was on my phone, and now I have my, I don't know if it's saved on my, my iPad. Hold on. Because I did have it. You know what? It didn't save. I don't have it now. I did have hers for you for um, the month of January. I had it. I found it. Oh. But. Well, keep talking and I'll look for it. No. Um. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Dick. What is, uh, what is Jay Schwann? What the, what what astrological sign is Jay Schwan? Oh, he's a Cancer. Yeah, I would never guessed it. Uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, let's see what his is. Hold on. Hold on. Right, so. um, you are conservative and against taking risk. This makes you the dullest person in your circle of friends, if you have any friends. <laughs> Especially considering your utter lack of ambition and or imagination. I knew he was lame. There has never been a cancer who has amounted to anything. Ignore your fantasy of meeting your favorite celebrity in person. Since that person won't like you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was rough. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just reading them, dude. I can't I can't help it. Wow, that was rude. <laughs> Ouch. All right. Um, unless you found it, we're going to move on. Um, oh, this is long. That's what she said. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, not that. There we yes. go. <laughs> uh, so, um,. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, it's she wants my money. It looks like for some reason it let me look at it earlier. Mm, well, she she caught on. She's like, "You're the first taste is free." Yeah. Well, Barely. great job on that horoscope. 
All right. <laughs> the cunts open up some rosé sparkling tea or some shit like that. I don't know. I can't do this shit today. Yeah, I I looked online mm-hmm. and um, I found some. Okay. But it was in euros, so or pounds or whatever they use over in England. Um, pounds. And I didn't know if it was well, yeah, I knew it was something like that. Um, but so I don't know if it was like an expensive one that I was looking at or if it was a cheap one. So they might just have that shit at fucking like uh, Tesco or some of that down in fucking California. So. Yeah. Uh, well, they they. She said it was sent as a gift from the BBC to her and Artem as a gift after she had Mateo. So, I mean, I wouldn't think it would be, like, cheap, you know? Yep. So if you couldn't guess it by now, Susan Miller spends the entire podcast talking about bullshit. Um, She continues to bring up astrology and astrological signs and, like, how everyone is dominated by planets and shit like that. So, turns out... That Nikki has Uranus leaking, and Venus and uh, Bree has Venus dripping. Um, Bree's life is <laughs> ruled. <laughs> Go ahead. Bree's life is ruled by the third moon of Jupiter, Amalthea, which means that when she's a cunt to people, it's because the moon is partially obstructed by Themisco. Nikki is actually dominated by the fourteenth moon of Saturn, John Cenaton. So anytime <laughs> she's down, it's actually because none of this is fucking real. Like I can just I just spouted off that shit and most of that's believable, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly what the and it was like, uh, this is the first time in like two hundred years that this is ha like, no, it's not, bitch. Like it's just so fucking fake. And like people people will sit there, right? They'll they'll wake up in the morning. Now, back in the day, it was like you would get your newspaper and everything, you read your horoscope. But now they'll wake up in the day, they'll go on the fucking app, and they'll read their horoscope, and their horoscope will be like, today's not going to be a good day, you're probably going to get a yeast infection. And then because of the fact they've got that in their head, then they have self-fulfilling prophecy, and they make their day terrible and get a yeast infection. And at the end of the day, they go, my horoscope was right. I had a bad day today. Like, no, it's all fucking self-fulfilling prophecy. It's be and and again, like I said, if you read that shit, you can see it's so fucking shallow and general that it it, it can apply to a great deal amount of people. And if the people that don't apply to, they'll just they'll just find something else that it could apply to just to make it fucking true. So one of my favorite things that she said so in the beginning was that Scorpios they don't like to veg out in front of Netflix. Bullshit. They talk talk so much about binging on shows on Netflix um, during the pandemic. And then um, she was like, oh, Nikki, but you you work really hard and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, and Bella, blah, blah, blah. And she called Nikki Bella. Yeah. Not Nikki, Brie Bella. It was like the funniest thing. And then Brie's like, "Uh, um, well, this is Brie. And then she's talking about um, about Nikki with, you know, um, something rising and, and then uh, yep. a Scorpio being um, rising and then 
for Nikki and then like Saturn rising for Brie. And then she's like, um, babies born with Saturn rising don't survive. And I'm like, Oh, so she's saying Brie's supposed to be dead right now. Like what is happening? Not only that, in case you're, you're curious as to how twins can apparently have completely different things going on. She just makes that shit up because like they were born like minutes apart. Their yeah. stars don't move that fast in order for there to be a different star chart for them or anything like that. Like it was so, I'm like, this is this is moronic. This is so so dumb. And again, like for somebody who name drops celebrities as much as this bitch does, the fact that she doesn't know who the Bella Twins are was fucking hilarious. She legit knows nothing about these two. I know, not a thing. Yeah. So, again, people are the way they are because of upbringing, environment, and genetics. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with what was going on the day they were born, or what uh, what was going on at the time that they were born. Nothing of that thing, right? And again, this is one of those things, this is, this is the con, right? Susan says, are you too close with each other? And they act like fucking John Edward just told him that they have a dead grandfather. Like, yes, we are. Tw- they're twins. You're on a show that they host with each other. Like, <laughs> and they were like, oh, we are close to each other. Like, of course you are. You're, you're on a fucking call with her right now. Yeah. And again, it's like, that's the con is like, it's just feeding on, on people like wanting to believe yeah. in something. It's like, they're fucking twins. You idiot. Yeah. Of course they're close. Right. What I so, thought was really funny is when like, she's like, no, the writing ability, the moons in Gemini, is any is anybody a writer? Nikki's like, oh, I write poetry, beautiful poetry. And they didn't even mention that they wrote a fucking book. Because they didn't. I'm like, did you forget to mention that you are um, best-selling authors on the New York you know, Best Times list? Yeah. I'm like, did you forget that? And again, <laughs> like, what happened to, to that? To me, it's like it's like if you're gonna do one of these like star readings of fucking famous people, like it's easy to be like, I see a lot of creativity in you. It's like, well, yeah, because you can look at their fucking Wikipedia page and see that they were wrestlers and 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 they had a book that they fucking you know ghost written had ghost written for them. But <laughs> apparently, and if you a writer, I write beautiful poetry. Are you fucking uh, serious? Like that's what you came up with, really? Right. So, both of the twats will be drawn to foreign people. Then she puts the caveat of, or people that are different from them. Oh, really? People are drawn to people that are slightly different than them? What a fucking riveting statement to make. Like, oh, okay, like, again, like I said, it's like, oh, well, one of them is is, is banging a foreign dude, so, again, that, that just felt like there was a fucking producer Nexus chick being like, one of them's banging a foreign dude. You are drawn to foreign people. And then one's like, not both of them, only one of them. Or, or people that were raised differently than you. Like, that's what it felt like to me. It was like she kept getting yeah. things like fucking, like, yeah. I am to her. And then she, like, just fucking, yeah. So, again, yeah. like, she continues to fucking name drop celebrities. And she's like, Prince Fuckface, where I, I knew he was going to marry that twat because they're compatible. Why are they compatible? Well, because one's got a penis and one's got a vagina. And because I knew they were going to marry each other because they were dating and it, it no, and it's a fucking, why. 
And it's a monarchy, and they're not going to just, like, have him randomly date chicks before he marries them. Like, no, they they only were seen in public because they had planned on getting married at that point. It's like, but, you know, she knew because, you know, this fucking stars aligned for them. The stars aligned, and her birthday was the same. Her dad's birthday was the same as somebody, and that's how she knew. Ridiculous. That's why. She claims that back in old times, the king picked only Geminis to write the laws on clay tablets because nobody could understand them if different signs wrote them. Spoiler alert, this is a completely made-up statement. There is zero evidence that 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 was ever a thing. Now, yes, astrology in some form has been around for over 2,000 years. Right? But there is nothing where a king was like, uh, go ahead and find just the Geminis uh, and bring them in and write the Geminis. And also have them write this statement on a, st- on a clay tablet that I only pick Geminis because they are, they write, make sure they take down a. Nobody's dictating that if you're writing <laughs> things on, <laughs> on clay tablets. Yeah. It's. I was. I'm like. I, I will try. I tried. I tried to look it up to see where this is coming from. Nowhere. The internet is pretty fucking full of ass information. And I feel like if this was a thing that was real, it would be out there. But no, it's not. It's just a fucking made-up thing where it's just like, I, I don't know who made it up. She probably did fucking on the spot because when she, you know, it's, it's fucking stupid. <clears throat> She claims that the planet wanted to move us in another way of living by having the pandemic. Yep. We are going to, yep. After the, after the pandemic is over, we're going to enter into another flapper era because that's what happened. That was, that's what happened the last time that we had a big pandemic, the Spanish flu. We're all going to be poor and we're going to start giving to people. Yep. Mm -hmm. But also, the North Star that led fake people to meet a fake baby that was magically shoved into a fake woman was actually three different planets that all did a fusion dance together and formed into one massive star. Mm-hmm. What was that fucking story? What was that? Because it was just there. It just existed after. Uh, she just it, just it just flew out of her mouth. It hung in the air. And then she just moved on. It was like... What did that have to have to do with anything that they were talking about at that moment? And also, like, you're talking about an event that happened in the Bible, which, again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think because recently Jupiter and Saturn aligned and formed that same kind of pattern where it showed the brightness of almost like the same thing. Mm. And they were calling it pretty much like, you know, like the North Star, the same thing. Yeah. They were, they were, all the, the more religious people were kind of calling it that and relating it to that situation. Hmm. Yeah. But in reality, it was science. Yeah. And it was, it's weird. Jupiter aligned together. Yeah. It's weird that God just made a bunch of planets that there's nothing on for no reason. Weird. Crazy. Yeah. And and he apparently had them aligned so that way they could find his fucking 
the the chick that he raped and put a baby into. Well, I mean, immaculately. It's called Orbit. Yes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from God raping people, uh, she goes on to say that the universe will always give you a preview of what is to come in forty years. It will. First of all, what? <laughs> Second of all. So- so there's going to be another pandemic in 40 years. Apparently. So I will be 83. So mm-hmm. either I'll be dead by then or I'll be living through another pandemic. There you go. Also. Or we'll be sitting here doing this podcast still. Also, 40 years ago, there was not a pandemic. <laughs> no, there was not. But she says. I remember. She says everyone born in the 1980s is 40 years old. Like, okay, only people born before January 20th, 1981 are 40 years old. The rest of us, like me, are just slowly moving closer to death. But I'm not 40. There's only, like I said, there's only one full year of people born in the 80s that are 40. But again, I should should not expect this from, I should not expect anything better from somebody who doesn't understand that she's been doing her website for 26 years and not 24 years. So, Right. Maybe she was drunk. You know, I just or think high. Like maybe, maybe it was incense too much. Maybe she mixed up the incense with mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. You know, That's there, the there has to be an explanation. I just every one of her weird fucking statements. Like I know the Tawats were acting like this was some fucking like uh, Dalai Lama type fucking bullshit getting they spotted here. Were but like I. At the after she would say a fucking statement and she would like wait for the the approving like mm, that's crazy I would just be like what the fuck did you just say that yeah. doesn't make n- none of it made sense to me none of it at all no. and it was like I'm like she's all over the place she's it's, it's like she just she keeps spouting off this bullshit like it's fucking testament and it's not it's just like shit she made up in her fucking bedroom while she was watching fucking Fifty Shades Darker or whatever like that and like. Yeah. So then she's like, Did you guys have like a, a good move this year? It's like, well, they move every year. So. No shocker. I yeah. mean, if you follow them on the internet or looked them up, you would know. Right. So here's the next big fun one, right? Because we circle back to the pandemic thing. And she says, Mother Earth gave us a timeout. And that's why we're in a pandemic. And she found that during the pandemic, women actually like not having to commute because if your babysitter cancels, then your whole world collapses. One, that's fucking sexist. (laughs) Because only women like not having to commute because only women have to deal with babysitters, right? There's definitely not, there's definitely no men out there that have to fucking deal with babysitters or have to deal with, like, leaving work early because their kid is sick or anything like that, or because their kid... Yeah, fucking sexist. And also, the statement of everyone's boss is not sympathetic to children's needs. Like, fucking bullshit. I have had plenty of bosses that have been like, you have a family, I understand. Like, sometimes this kinds of shit happens. Like, don't try your best, but, yeah. Also, every time that this cunt called uh, Uranus Uranus, Oh my god! Annoyed me. I have that down as a note. Like, what is that? And I'm like trying to spell it out so I can pronounce it the way she did. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? There have been 
Now, Uranus has always been what the like, planet is called. It's the, Uranus. The other... It will always be Uranus. Why yep. change it? The other... For a while there, people were trying to call it Uranus, but everyone was just yes. like, so you're going to change it to, from Uranus to Urine <laughs> on us? Right. right. The Uranus has never been a thing. Never. 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 And... Oh, my God. So the other thing <laughs> was that so Bree goes, oh, yeah, because they mentioned something about Neptune. And she goes, oh, yeah, I always say to Brian that, like, I love you to Neptune and back because it's the farthest planet out there. And this bitch is like, well, there's Pluto. It's just like, bitch, you're an astrologer. You're an astrology, so I understand you don't understand science. But Pluto isn't a planet anymore. It's a dwarf planet. <laughs> like, yeah. so, yes, Neptune is the furthest planet out there. Uh, and that is accepted as a planet. Like we we learned later on that hey you know there if we count Pluto we also have to count all the other planets dwarf planets at the same size as Pluto which means we have like fourteen planets in our solar system. You know and it's like it's like first of all what a cunty thing to say to just be like well actually to her like cute little story about it it's like but then Bree's also like oh okay like. It's like, no, Bree, stand up for yourself. Be like, bitch, I like I'm teaching my kids the fucking planets, and then and she knows that, that Pluto isn't a fucking planet anymore. Well, she mentioned, you know, I have the dumber bell of brain, you know. Yeah. She's an idiot. So at this point, there's about ten minutes left in this podcast, and I quit. Cause this short was cause after the thing after the shit I went through today, this morning within the fucking dentist, I just couldn't. I couldn't stand another fucking second of Uranus and blathering bullshit about fucking stars and this planet dropping and this planet rising and this planet melting and this planet jizzing. I was fucking done. So, did I miss anything else? Um, I kind of zoned out, to be honest with you. After pretty much towards the end you didn't miss anything because it was a lot of blah 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 and i she went over like i don't know if you heard it she went over every astrological sign um about what happened for them last year and what was going to happen this year nope i skipped that did you hear that i either Um, i either skipped that part or i had a stroke during that part okay yeah and not and not that I didn't have like a fun stroke, like a like a brain is melting stroke. Yeah, so they she went over that last year. Like the only thing I caught was like something about Jay, uh, Jason's sign was gonna come in like something with money, whether it was gonna be like a bonus or he was gonna get a good interest rate if he refinanced the house or a car loan or something like that. That's what I caught. Mm. Um, I don't remember what yours was and I don't remember what mine was either. I didn't really put them down because I was like, you're not going to give a shit anyways. So why bother? It's true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. I think we know what time it is. Do we know what time it is? Oh, I think it's this time. Butterfly in the sky. Come on. I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. My f- 
A Story of Submission, Chapter 8, 2010 to 2018. What? Eight years. We are covering eight oh, years of this chapter. Son of a bitch. How long is this chapter? Um, let me see. Longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't so remember. It's eight years. It is eight years, so it should it should span quite a bit. Um, it appears to be 171 to 198. Is so, that the rest of the book? No, because there's another chapter after that. Uh, so we've got 27 pages uh, to cover eight years. Bree, my now husband didn't tell me he loved me until the day he proposed. He had warned me in our early days of dating that he wouldn't say it. He had only ever told two people he loved them, his mom, Betty, and his sister, Billy Sue. He thought... Wait, their names are Betty, Billy Sue, and Brian? And don't forget Buddy. And now you have Buddy and Bree and Birdie. Birdie. Wow. And, and Bastard. And Daddy, Big Dick Danielson. He thought the way we all threw the word around. I love you, Smoothie. I love the way these pants make my ass look. I love you. I love pasta. Cheapened it. Made it meaningless. I thought it was a funny thing to say at the time. It was so very Brian, who loves making rules and then actually sticking to them. I don't think it was a big deal, because I honestly didn't think we'd ever be serious enough to say it. I first met Brian in February 2010. He'd had an epic and long career in the independence, and was an internet darling thanks to his high-flying, technical Japanese-style wrestling. For context, he had he has had several documented concussions in his career. That's why he loves her. And he started racking them up early on. His first came in Japan when he went to do a backflip off the top rope onto the floor. In WWE, the top rope is made of rope. But in Japan, it's a cable covered in a PVC-like plastic. This is true. It, yeah. <laughs> it's much slipperier in Japan, and that's why a lot of people get hurt. That was, my, that was me, not her. Uh, Brian's foot rolled and he crashed headfirst onto the floor. The second came in Austin, Texas in 2000, when he did a front flip off the top rope and his opponent failed to catch him. Third, only a week later, was when he planned to jump off the top rope and threw a table, but he overshot the other guy and cracked his head on the metal spoke in the table after he went through it. To put it lightly, he is one of those guys who fully paid his dues working up the ranks. Hold on. One second. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, my uh, voice mod disconnected for a second. Uh, he would tell you that he didn't know if he ever wanted a career in WWE, which is more performance and less risky from a wrestling perspective than the indies, but the money is certainly better. Before we were ever in the storyline together, we talked for the first time at a baggage claim in New York City. I had just moved to the city, and it was clear that he had no clue which Bella I was. He distinguished the two of us as the one who lived in New York City and the one who lived in San Diego. Later, of course, that would be much easier to distinguish them. Yes, yes. The, the one with the titties and the one taking my penis inside of her. Mm-hmm. A few months later, they developed a storyline for me and Nicole, where we were both in hot pursuit of him. He picked his WWE superstar name, Daniel 
Daniel Bryan, by the way, over Buddy Peacock, even though Buddy Peacock would definitely be a great poor name, because he had heard that his virginity was up for grabs. So yeah, that was the story, is that, yeah, originally he chose the name Buddy Peacock as his wrestling name in WWE, and then they convinced him to go with something else. William Regal said go with Daniel Bryan, since his name was Bryan Danielson, which is a good piece of advice. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Way better choice. Uh, The punchline was that he wasn't a virgin. He was actually a vegan. Ah, it's funny. (laughs) At first, Brian hated the concept since he thought it would make him look like a loser. It did. He wasn't used to the campiness of WWE at that point, or how you can work silly storylines to become a fan favorite. But he warmed up to the story over time. The funniest oops, which he recounted in his own memoir, was when we were working an entrance where he'd squat and we'd step on his thighs to get up onto the ring. At that moment, during the live event, we realized we had both forgotten to put on underwear. I wish I could say this was a one-off, but we frequently forgot our underwear, and we probably gave everyone ringside an accidental show. Mm-hmm. First of all, you don't forget to put underwear on. That's just not a thing that happens. No, it's not. It's something you do every day. You put it on. Yeah. It's something you intentionally do, not wear underwear. Mm-hmm. They didn't wear underwear, then they realized, like, oh, shit, we're going to have our fucking vaginal lips flapping in the wind if we do this. <sighs> he also convinced us to join in on his airplane gimmick. He would make plain arms as we would valley him down the ramp. Then he would pick up Teddy DiBiase Jr. and airplane him over his head until Teddy was really dizzy. Then Nicole would pick up Maurice, Teddy's valet, and spin her around until she was really dizzy. Then I would slap Maurice and Maurice would slap Teddy, and then roll him up for his finisher until he'd kick out. Then Brian would roll him up and put his finisher on him. It was good dorky WWE fun. Romantically, I had never cared much about the WWE guys. I was friends with a bunch of them, but preferred to hang out with bartenders and handsome strangers in New York City. So, creeps that jerk off on you in your hair. Yeah, yep. Rather than sleep where I worked. And Brian really wasn't my type. I had always gone for tatted-up artsy skaters and musicians, not mountain men from Aberdeen, Washington, who came from a long lineage of loggers. We were working together, and so we would chat before and after matches. And we found that we had a lot in common. I have always been an environmentalist. There you have it. Even though I didn't really know at the time how to articulate what that meant. I had always just felt a kinship with nature. An aversion to industrialization. A desire to preserve and not waste. Even when I was a kid, I would reuse paper to send letters to my sister, writing o- over old notes. Mm-hmm. Brian was also, if more ardently, committed to saving the earth. We had both thought about joining the Peace Corps. It's weird to find these types of of synergies within the ranks of WWE, which isn't exactly known for being a bedrock of bohemianism. If if everything I just read to you doesn't sound like anything that's ever come out of her mouth, it's because it's not. I know. It doesn't sound like anything. I don't know if you can see me. I'm like rolling my eyeballs so far Mm -hmm. back. I can see my own brain. One night, somebody, whoever this ghostwriter is, was trying to earn her fucking degree. Seriously, uh, like, lies, I tell you. Yep. 
One night when I was driving to the next town with Nicole, I told her that maybe I was developing some feelings for Brian. I wanted to explain how much we had in common. Even though he was nothing like the other guys I had dated, we believed in the same things. Her response was classic Nicole. That's really weird. I thought it was pretty weird, too, and I really didn't want a boyfriend. I was just out of half a decade with Craig and was craving independence and freedom. But we were on the same show and live events together, and I was finding myself becoming more and more drawn to him. We typically don't have to be at the arena until late, around 5 p.m., unless it was a, a TV event, in which case we needed to be there a few hours earlier. I usually tried to hit up a museum or a cultural event in whatever city we happen to be visiting. Bullshit, you hit up bars. Mm-hmm. When we stopped in Boston for that year's Royal Rumble, I texted Brian to see if he wanted to go to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum with me. Is that a place you've been to? No. Okay. Do you know what the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum is? Yes, I do. Okay. I've walked by it, but I've never been in it. Gotcha. Well, Bree has been dying to go. During her life, Gardner amassed a stunning collection, including Renaissance masterpieces. Then she built them a Venetian palace-inspired home at the turn of the century, making it unlike most museums. Brian told me he'd love to go, and we jumped in his car. I was crushing on Brian as we wandered the floors of this quiet and idyllic museum. I don't get embarrassed easily, but early on, I pointed to a painting. I guess I was close to it, and a security guard started yelling at me. They don't point at that painting! I wanted to snap back. You can't yell at me in front of a guy I have a crush on. It was humiliating. That's so stupid. First of all, that doesn't sound like a thing that actually happened. There's a, there's museums that tell you not to point at paintings. You, they're very strict. You can't. I don't know if you can't like point at them, but I know you can't like take pictures and. Well, I understand. I don't know about pointing though. I've never heard of pointing. I understand if she's touching it, but don't touch it. I understand if she's taking a picture of it, don't take a picture of it. I don't think that the security guard yelled, don't point at the painting. All right. You keep reading, and I'm okay. going to look to see if this is a thing. Okay. All I right. will do that. All right. Brian and I were both giddy and charged in that way you were when you are curious about, some, about where something could go, and maybe wanting to be kissed, which never came that day. We kept wondering, looking at art, and talking until we realized that we were going to be late for the show and bolted. Brian in a total panic because he had an aversion to being late. I wish I had that. On the drive back to the arena, I had to reassure him that they wouldn't fire him or kick his ass for being five minutes late. To this day, we still hadn't made it back to see the third floor of the museum. I'll never forget the early days in our storyline, where, for example, the three of us were sent to a Verizon wireless store outside of Washington, D.C. for an appearance. None of us were particularly well-known at that point, and WWE hadn't done a lot to promote it. We just sat in the Verizon wireless, waiting to sign for fans who did not come. It could not have been more random or hilarious. Three professional wrestlers posted up between the cell phones and the cases. That's when Brian told me that neither of us should reproduce in general. <laughs> he wasn't even talking about him and me together. He believes that we've, st- we've stopped evolving because of modern medicine and that the lives of many people have been saved who weren't supposed to survive. Dark. He was a very sick child with bad allergies, viral asthma, and a weak immune system. 
Meanwhile, I should have died in the womb or shortly thereafter because my mom didn't realize she was pregnant with twins and stopped pushing until Nicole came out, leaving me in there without oxygen for a dangerous amount of time. At that point, I actually had a crush on the guy. I just remember thinking, what the hell are you talking about, you weirdo? Where was the romance? Our storyline was coming to an end. In our competition for his virginity, Nick and I had both kissed him, but popping his cherry wasn't exactly going to work on TV. In a backstage promo, we walked in on him with another diva, Gail Kim, who he told us was his girlfriend. But we thought you were, uh... He jumped in, vegan? Absolutely, I don't eat any meat. He went on to fight Gail... Or, we went on to fight Gail, not him. <laughs> that would have been weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to hit got to hit Brian in the face, or ear, to hear him recount it. That commenting scene was fun, but it meant that I no longer had any reason to hang out with Brian. That made me sad, which then forced the realization that I might have more than a crush on him. Our storyline ended on a Monday, which was remarkable, only because it was also February 14th. The next day, we were in San Diego for SmackDown Live. I went with a bunch of friends, Nicole and and another wrestler she was dating, to Nick's at the beach after the show. That was Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. And I invited Brian. He came back to Nicole's condo with us. I think he was weirded out because he didn't realize that Nicole and Brad were seeing... Oh, yeah, that's right. She calls him Brad in this. We're seeing right. each other. I was like, Brad Maddox? No, he's not there. <laughs> Although that was more due to the fact that he never really paid attention to that sort of stuff and the fact that it was a secret. We all hung out for a while, it was getting late, and so I walked him back to his car, which was parked a few blocks away. Nothing happened, but he offered to drive me back to Nicole's. We obviously knew we liked each other at that point. It was after Boston and a few other other couples' excursions, and yet we just sat parked outside of Nicole's, like two awkward teenagers. I thought to myself, is he actually waiting for me to make the first move? Then I opened the door with a okay bye and bolted upstairs. In Brian's version of events, I essentially jumped out of the car while it was still moving, though he acknowledges that it was a good five seconds. Count it out, that's a long time to sit there and wait for a kiss. Mm-hmm. I went back upstairs a little annoyed and disheartened. I stopped to chat with Nicole and Brad about why Brian was being such a dolt about making a move. Nicole offered me pretty basic advice. Text him to come back and kiss you. So I went up to Nicole's spare room, and I sprawled out in bed in my pajamas and wrote... I thought you were a gentleman and were going to kiss me goodnight. He replied that I shouldn't tempt him and that he was turning his car around. I got out of bed and promptly tripped over the comforter. Nicole came to see why it sounded like I had been tackled, and I told her about Brian's U-turn. It was so awkward. Have you found any evidence? Yes. Um, actually, you can take photos just without a flash, and... They probably yelled at her because if she pointed at it, she may have been too close. They probably thought she was going to touch it. Okay. Still don't think. Yeah. Still think he said, don't touch that and not don't point at that. Yeah. But, you know, revisionist history. Yeah. So she may be exaggerating. Yeah. Well, that's a fucking stretch. I probably should. I probably should have brushed my teeth. The elevator in in her building was unreliable, and so I took the stairs. I felt like I was doing a reverse walk of shame. Brian was down there waiting for me, and as I went to open the gate, he grabbed me and gave me a kiss. It's funny because I thought he was going to be a bad kisser. Maybe I had bounced from the car because I had been scared to find out, but he was fantastic. That's high praise coming from a kissing bandit like me. Okay, that's great to hear. I've kissed a ton of dudes, and I gotta say, he? Top ten. 
Uh, no. <laughs> we stood outside and made out for a while. Brian thinks it was raining, but I don't remember that. And then that was it. A perfectly PG-13 romantic movie. Kissing is not a PG-13 thing. No. There's kissing in PG. PG-13 is like, there's maybe a little dry hop in. Do you think he lifted up his shirt and they pressed boobies? Yes, maybe. I just, no, maybe that maybe that's a second date thing. Maybe that was how it was PG thirteen. There you go. Yeah. Unless sure. he pulled his pants down and they pressed bottoms. There you go. Yeah. I'm just gonna press my penis into your vagina. I'm not gonna enter you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna place it on top of your massive clitoris and bush. They could have dry humped. You never know. Hey, you know. Maybe that's how it was PG-13. There you go. I ran back upstairs in the calls, and he headed back to his hotel before flying home to Las Vegas. To this day, we still mark February 15th as our anniversary. After that, Brian and I started to date. We kept the fact that we were seeing each other as secret at work. Nicole and her boyfriend were really the only ones who knew. At that time, when, re- when relationships were open at WB, there was always a lot of stigma. Other wrestlers have put a lot of negativity around it, plotting and wishing for its demise. Seeding shit. We're a dramatic crew. I'm not sure what that was about, but it was definitely a thing back then. Now everyone seems to be in a relationship with every other wrestler. There was also always a threat, which I didn't think was ever real, that the top creative brass at WWE would separate you and put you on two different franchises. They're called brands, not franchises, first of all. (laughs) Or shows. Nobody has ever referred to it as the Raw franchise or the SmackDown franchise. I'm sure there was some truth to all of this, but there was also a lot of myth-making. Regardless, Brian and I vowed to keep it just between us for as long as we could. It, it almost all came out at the end of February in Fresno. I had picked Brian up from the arena, and we went back to the hotel. I think it was a Holiday Inn Express to get it on for the first time ever. Brian is really romantic. And quickie is not part of his vocabulary. He loves to set a mood, take his time, light some candles, bust out the massage oil, grab a strap on. Brian's travel buddy, Seamus and Teddy DiBiase Jr. saw me picking up Brian after he had shrugged off joining them for dinner. They openly pointed and laughed at us before heading their own way. What we didn't realize was that they were actually booking it back to the hotel. All the guys had checked in at the same time earlier, and so the front desk attendant didn't ask for ID and gave them a copy of Brian's room key. Oh, no. A few moments later, they busted in on us before anything had officially happened, though neither of us had any had any clothes on. Brian charged them, butt naked, and tried to kick Teddy in the head. I had crawled under the pillows and Seamus just sat there and patted me on the head. It was, in retrospect, a story for the ages. It still makes us laugh, but Brian was so flipped out that we ended up skipping sex and just going straight to bed. It was, in short, a mood killer. Her story is a little different than Brian's, because in Brian's story, Seamus is drunk off his ass when they oh. do this. So I don't know why she just skipped the fact of, like, Seamus and, and Teddy being drunk, because that was part of his story, was that they were both drunk when they came in. Hmm. <clears throat> Interesting that they have different, slightly different stories. You know, because maybe because younger girls, although... They're talking about sex, so why wouldn't she? Why would she leave it out? I was gonna say because of younger girls reading it, but why? Yeah, they're talking about banging you know. fucking uglies. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I think is maybe, maybe WB didn't want to admit that Seamus was drunk during it. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. 
For months, I would travel to the next town with Nicole and then sneak into Brian's hotel room at night. Ultimately, we spent about five nights of the week together when we were on the road for WWE. Then we would separate for a couple of days so I could head to New York and he could go home to Las Vegas, where he was living at the time. Those were great days. Nicole and I would, would arrive very late at night, typically between 2 and 3 a.m., depending on the length of the show. Then Brian and I could spend the entire next day hanging out in bed with a brief break for a workout. I'm thinking, I mean, you're getting kind of a workout, right? It's a strange schedule, but it's perfect for that beginning of relationship stuff when you just want to cuddle, chat, and watch bad TV. And we're going to stop it right there. You've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. Plus, our, view, our viewers are, are probably getting a little tired. It's it's time for, for our buddies to get in bed. So, so. With, with that, send us home. Join us next week to find out what's up with these cunts. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.